and then the fabulous four tops and you are the Kiba. With a total of 356 throughout the pandemic. The total number of cases across okay, three counties now stands at 14,346. And then we'll be on our ways. That's 9,713 in Carmarthenshire, 3,016 in Pembrokeshire and 1,617 in Ceredigion. First Minister Mark Drakeford has confirmed on Friday that the lockdown will remain in force in Wales for another three weeks. He also said that primary school pupils in the foundation phase years aged three to seven may be able to begin returning to their desks after the February half term if coronavirus rates continue to fall. During the COVID-19 briefing, Mr Drakeford shared his plan for some school pupils to return to the classroom from next month and confirmed that two people from different households living locally will now be allowed to meet to exercise. The Welsh Government said the COVID-19 situation is improving, but another three weeks of Level 4 restrictions are needed to allow the NHS to recover. Occupancy in Penali Camp is down to 40% of its peak, with around four asylum seekers a week so far being moved out to alternative accommodation by the Home Office. The gradual move of residents follows the statement by Immigration Minister Chris Philp that it's intended to move all the men from the camp into suitably dispersed accommodation as soon as reasonably practical. But the Home Office is not responding to closure calls from both inside and outside the camp or acknowledgement of claims of poor conditions. Some 115 men are understood to be currently living in the former Ministry of Defence facility. In addition to the 20 asylum seekers who were moved out following the intervention of a law firm, others have been able to leave the camp because they've had a secure address in the UK, while the Home Office have also moved other residents who they felt were vulnerable. Scammers are continuing to target people in new ways, with victims now being asked to buy gold to hand to a courier working for the police. Last week, an elderly woman in West Wales fell victim to a courier fraud after being conned into believing she was working with police to prevent fraud. She was tricked into buying £25,000 worth of gold and handing it over to scammers. DC Gareth Jordan from David Bowers Police Cybercrime Team said the recent crimes had seen victims called by someone purporting to be a police officer from Paddington Police Station. DC Jordan added, the fake police officer tells them about fraudulent activity on the person's bank card or tells them that they need to transfer money to another account due to suspicious activity. And finally, an iconic Pembrokeshire pub has been granted critical financial support after Senate member Joyce Watson stepped in to help. The Swan Inn, which overlooks Little Haven Beach, received coronavirus business support during the first national lockdown, but had not qualified for further assistance since last September when the owners took over from the previous tenants. After undertaking an extensive renovation of the 200-year-old listed building, landlord Paul Morris applied to Pembrokeshire Council for new money from the Welsh Government's COVID-19 Economic Resilience Fund. The claim was initially rejected because he did not receive the property back from his tenants until 10 days after the official cut-off date for the financial support scheme. Mr Morris appealed to his local MS for help, saying the pub would not survive the current restrictions without a grant. Mrs Watson lobbied in support and on review, Pembrokeshire County Council agreed that the business is an ongoing concern and should receive funding, safeguarding its future. That's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News with me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. Listen live at purewestradio.com In the whole other life there was this boy that I knew He made me feel like a woman We were young and silly fools Anyway he was in the band Full of songs about me I wasn't crazy about the words But the melodies were sweet When someone like do 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 do
and Sweet Melody on Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire for Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone and welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Between now and nine, Chairman of Haverford West County, Rob Edwards, joins me. We're going back through the archives with a legendary former Swansea City striker. Fraser Watson previews today's Swansea game. They're away to Rotherham and also pays tribute to ex-Wales captain Ashley Williams, who confirmed his retirement from football this week. All before nine, as we kick off Saturday morning on Pure West Sport. Well, it's Saturday morning. Here we go again with the Saturday morning Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. Really good to have your company and say plenty coming up on the show. To help kick things off, we've got Bill Kahn uh, with us right now. Morning, Bill. How are you? Good morning, Ben. Yeah, looking forward to a weekend of plenty of sport. I'm watching some cricket from Dubai and mm. uh, watching the look at the, uh, you know, the in- English league football as well. That £10 is starting to burn a hole in I my know. pocket now after... 
Liverpool slamming you 3-1. I know, it wasn't a great performance from Tottenham on Thursday, I have to say. Shame for Joe Roden as well, who, who made a mistake for mm. the, the third goal, because actually I think he's done quite well for Tottenham over the last few weeks. And, you know, it's an easy mistake to make as a defender and you make a mistake, it costs yeah. a goal. And I think he'll learn from that, to be honest, because he's 20 years old and, he, and he's in, in the Premier League. And, do you know, it was only... I only looked into this last night, but in 2018, Joe Roden was on loan at Cheltenham Town, yeah. playing in League Two. So he's come a long way very quickly. It was interesting to hear Mourinho praise him to the hilt afterwards and mm. said he made a mistake, but he'll be in the team on uh, the next game because he deserves it. So I was I would applauded uh, Mourinho for that. Yeah, stick by a young player. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so we've got plenty coming up. We're going to hear a, a classic interview in a sec as we go through the archives. That's with Lee Trundle, and we'll talk a bit more about that in a few moments' time. We should also just say uh, a busy show coming up on Monday evening on Pure West Sport. We've got a couple of really good guests joining us. In the first hour of the show on Monday, Bill, we're going to be talking to a very colourful cricketer. Uh, we're going to be doing an interview with David Lovell, who's from Australia. Um, so we're going to be catching up with him about his time playing cricket in Pembrokeshire, aren't we? Mm, yeah. And I would say he was the best player from outside the county I've ever uh, seen. Um, the only one that will come in near him was Simon Holiday, And we'll be talking about him next week because he's going to Davin next year as mm. their pro. Yes. Perhaps he'll come on and have a talk. But anyway, David Lovell was a very talented cricketer. You see, like um, some of the snooker players now can play right or left-handed. Well, he could bat right or left-handed, and he sometimes did that and offended other clubs. But that's the, he was a very abrasive but a very nice guy off the pitch. He's as nice a guy as you ever met. Met on the field, he was an Australian through and through, and he played to win and he played, you know, with great spirit and and he he was Lampy. He made Lampy. There's no doubt about that. Did he change the face of overseas cricketers coming to Pembrokeshire a little bit? Yes, he did. I mean, they'd had a couple of people before that. People like Henderson Springer came here, who was a great advert. Um, John Green, who recruited uh, David Lovell, who did a good job for Lamphy, whatever you say, about liking or not liking professional players. It was, uh, you know, he also got Vasbert Drakes, who was then bowling for the West Indies not long after that, and others as well. And uh, I, th I think it, it put people off having professionals because they were so good. The ones that we had were very good and level was top draw. How he didn't play for a, a county side, I'll never know. He did play for several seconds mm, teams. He did. But uh, uh, off the pitch, a gentleman. He's with us on Monday. You'll, you'll hear that interview the first hour between seven and eight on Pure West Sports. And after eight, we are joining an old friend of ours, Bill, someone we speak yeah. to regularly uh, on our show, on, on the Friday night sports show, as it was. But Dom Day is going yeah. to be joining us. Former Scarlets player, of course, played for Bath, played out in Japan, only played twice for Wales, which I think is probably was not enough because I think Dom was very close to that Wales side for, for a number of years. Pembrokeshire through and through. I'm really looking forward to talking to him on Monday. Yeah, indeed. He's a character. He's still a character. He stopped playing now. He runs... Um... Uh, a company called Four Five, which is the numbers of him and his pal, I think it's James Haskell, I'm not sure, who uh, formed this company with um, you know health products, mm. uh, using cannabis resin products, whatever they're called. And Dom's a character. He's still living close to Bath. He's moving back to that area soon. He's got a little girl and he's uh, happily married and uh, he's a star. He's still Dom Day. He's lovely. <laughs> Yeah, he's excellent. He, he always was. So he'll be our guest live after eight o'clock 
on Monday evening. So don't miss that and leave some questions for Dom as well. Uh, Bill's going to stick around because we're going to go through the archives in a few moments and we're going to hear from someone who scored one of the best goals that Bill's ever seen live at a football match. And we'll talk a bit more about that in just a few moments time on Pure West Radio. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire. From sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm, only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. Enjoy learning something new. Want to learn Welsh? Shemai, shuditi. Do we in hoffi dusty kamarai? Learning online is easier than you think. You can learn Welsh in your garden. You can learn Welsh from your kitchen. You can learn Welsh from your lounge. You can learn Welsh from your spare room. You can learn Welsh sat next to your dog. Courses start in January. Friendly tutors are there to help you learn and to make sure you have fun doing it. And the best part is, you can now do it from home. There's plenty of help available. The tutors are great. I'm enjoying learning Welsh. It's the most satisfying thing I've ever done. With 50% discount for beginners, what are you waiting for? Just sign up. Visit learnwelsh.com for full details. 15% off day tickets when bought in advance through the website. Check. Great value annual passes to ensure the fun lasts all year. Check. Award-winning zoo containing over 750 animals. Check. Jolly barn where you can get up close to your farmyard favourites. Check. Large indoor vintage fairground. Check. A guaranteed fun family day out. Check, check and check. So what are you waiting for? Check out Folly Farm today. Zoo. Barn. Fairground. Play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. Pure West Radio. Need. Oh, 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 tell me why I don't like 
Saturday morning, the Boomtown Rats. I don't like Mondays on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. We are here for Pure West Sport to kick off your weekend with G&G Builders. And Bill Kahn is with me. We're going to be hearing from the chairman of Haverford West County. That's Rob Edwards joining us very soon indeed. And we're actually going to be going through the archives right now. And hearing an interview that Bill did back in 2018 with a Haverford West County player who's got a reputation for scoring goals wherever he has been. Bill caught up with the legendary former Swansea City striker Lee Trundle when he played for Haverford West back in 2018. And Bill, when you spoke to him in the interview we're about to hear, hadn't he just scored one of the best goals that you've ever seen at a live game? It was certainly one of his early games. On his debut, he scored four goals in an away match. And everybody was thrilled that he joined uh, Hanford West County. Unfortunately, he didn't stay long because he had a better offer from Trevelyan. And he's a very much a, you know, have uh, ball, will travel. Mm. And uh, he played, I can't remember who he played against, but he picked the ball up on the edge of the box, turned just a little, pivoted, and it was almost like a back heel flick into the top corner of the net. It was stunning. It was stunning. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, he's, he, he had a gift for scoring goals. And then I think he scored 12 times in 18 games for Alfred West. Mm-hmm. And sadly he went, but he brought a buzz about the club. There was an increase in the uh, number in attendance for a little while, but then he was off. He's still also doing a great job with Swansea City. And last week he was on the national uh, television uh, as a pundit, mm. wearing the most outrageous suit I've ever seen, uh, with that rich Liverpool accent, and uh, did a good job of that as well. You're very personable, a real character, you've got to say that. Oh, phenomenal goal-scoring record as well. And, and oh. you know, played for Hanford West sort of 2018, so he was 41 at the time, still mm. still got it, and he's still playing for Ammonford, um, 12 goals in 14 games uh, last season for them. So he, he, he still got that ability, and he, he had a real impact on Haverford West County, there's no doubt about it. So the interview we're going to hear, Bill, I think you recorded with him maybe the game after he made his it, debut. It was you, after he scored the four goals, yeah. And, and you got the opportunity to tell him uh, just how good uh, one of those goals was. So let's have a listen uh, to the interview right now. This is going back through the archives on a Saturday morning and it's Bill with the legendary goal scorer Lee Trundle. As the debuts go, I suppose the one I've watched today won too bad because the gentleman who was there only scored four goals, won the best I've ever seen. It's Lee Trundle, James Southern's old pal. Well done, Lee. Uh, you can't get out a better start than that, could you? Oh, no, it's a great start, especially as a team. You know, we had a good 2-0 win last week. 
but then to come here and to put 10 past the team, you know, whatever level you play at, to score 10 goals in a game as a team is, is unbelievable and it, it'll give our confidence the world a good. Well, listen, I could tell you, I watched them, I'm a Pontypris boy originally, and I watched Pontypris slam Havard West last year in a West Cup. It cost a lot of money because they got knocked out the cup as a result, and they looked a good side. And I've talked to people in Pontypris, and they've said, you watch them, because they're going to be the underdogs. Well, uh, you know, that's a real, as you say, a morale-boosting win. Which of the goals did you think was the best then? Come on. I think me, me chip was probably my ah. most favourite one. If I look at them now, you know, I don't get many right-footed goals, and I thought that was a nice strike. But I would say if I was going to pick one, I'd have to go for the for the chip. That was me, yeah. my favourite one. Well, I, I loved the last one you scored as well, because you were, you were hemmed in, and you just give a little sh- shimmy, a little shimmy, and buried it. And, you know, it's terrific. We haven't seen that finish in you for years, I can tell you that. No, it's it's nice, you know, you look at the pitch out there, the pitch is brilliant, the the players that we've yeah. got here, we've got a very strong squad, we've got young players, but you know, they're, they're hungry, they're fit, they're, and they're, they're a joy to play with, when you've got them sort of legs around you, you know, for someone of my age, playing with that amount of pace around you, mm. it makes it a lot easier, they create space for me, and you know, they make passes easy for me to find. So, well, you, I can see you directing them there, and they are talented. I've got to tell you, this is the most exciting squad I've seen in Harvard West since I started watching. I, except the old-timers like Tim Hicks. But, I mean, when you look at it, it's lovely. You're not only going to be part of the football. You're off up now, you won't mind me saying, to Spittle. They've got a fun day there for the local football club, and you're going to go up there and take part in selfies and signing. So you're clearly going to be, like you are in Swansea, very much part of the club. You're not just going to turn, and, turn up and shove off. No, and I think that's important. You know, if you come and sign for a football club, I think it's nice to, to get into the area as well and meet the kids and, and meet the people, you know, to try and get them down to support the football team. And, you know, if I can do that, I think it's important as a, as a footballer. I think it's important to get out, meet the fans, in, you know, enjoy yourself with them. And that's what, that's what I'm about. You know, I love mixing with people and, you know, I, I'm sure we'll have a lovely evening tonight. Yeah. I mean, you still you talk about the youngsters around you, but you're still superbly fit. I mean... I think you're 40-something now. I'll be 42 in October. Yeah, but I mean, you still play. The other week, I watched you play you. You got clattered by some rough old boys, and then you were playing for their over-40s like, the next day, which I thought was great. And last week, you played over-40s and scored four there as well. Yeah, do you know what? I love playing football. You know, that's, that's where uh, I'm very happy when I'm on a football pitch, and as long as my legs can keep going, I'll keep yeah. going myself. But, you know, the important bit behind that is me doing my own training every day and, and my own fitness because I realise how important it is. You know, it's no good having the ability if you, if you haven't got the mobility to get around the pitch. And, you know, my ability will always be there. It's about keeping fit and strong. And, you know, that's why I work very hard on that side. Well, listen, it's lovely to talk to you. I'm sure, I'm hoping I can talk to you again a few times in the season. But well done today. You couldn't have had a better debut. Thanks, Lee Drundle. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Well, that's our look back through the archives this Saturday morning. And that was Bill talking to Lee Trundle back in 2018 when he had a, a short spell, 18 games. It did bring him 12 goals, though, for Haverford West County. Would he be up there, Bill, in terms of the best players you've seen play for Haverford West County? Trundle must be in there. He's very talented. I mean, it's hard to judge him because Haverford West have had some great players who played for a long time. But he created his own sort of impact there. There's no doubt about that. And he's got this talent for goals. I, I next met him and interviewed him when he was playing. Now, it might have been for Trevelyan, who he left, for whom he left Hanford West, in an over-40s game at 
uh, Goodick was a Pembrokeshire over 40s team. And he was the same there, really happy before the start to come and talk to me. In fact, the coach was screaming to him to get back in the changing rooms because they wanted a team talk and he was happily chatting to me. And I said, you better go. And he said, no, nah, they can wait in his rich Scouse accent. Yeah. But I, I, I tried to judge him because he was only there for such a short time. But he was a gifted goal grabber, no doubts about that. Goal scorer, there's no doubt. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. Another archive interview to come, same time next Saturday. Yeah. You enjoy your sporting weekend. We look forward to seeing you on Monday. A really good show coming up. Uh, Our special David show. Level. Yeah, David Level, first hour between 7 and 8 on Monday evening. And Dom Day with us between 8 and 9. Don't miss that. Have a good Saturday, Bill. We'll see you Monday evening for more on Pure West Sport. Look forward to that. Same to you, Ben. Some feelings that this old dog kicked up. It's been raining since you left me. Now I'm drowning in the flood. You see, I've always been a fighter, but without you, I give up. Now I can't sing a love song like the way it's meant to be. Well, I guess I'm not.
Jovi sounding good for Saturday morning with Always. Don't forget you can join us every Monday between 7 and 9 on Pure West Sport. We will be uh, live on the Facebook page again between 8 and 9 on Monday. And our special guest will be the former Scarlets player and Wales international Dom Day, who's from Lamphy. He'll be joining us on the show on Monday, live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page to talk about his time with the Scarlets, his time playing for Bath. He also played out in Japan as well. And we'll preview the Six Nations with Dom, our special guest, on Monday. Now, though, we're going to talk to the chairman of Haverford West County to find out how things are going, as the club, of course, continue not to be able to play because of the coronavirus restrictions. But Haverford West chairman Rob Edwards is with me right now. Morning, Rob. How are you? Morning, very well. Thanks, yourself? Yes, not bad at all, thank you. Um, we, we haven't spoken since just before Christmas, actually, and, and mm. that was the point where uh, we were just coming to terms with the fact that the, the league was being suspended and coronavirus um, restrictions were being stepped up. How's the last month been? Because obviously no football's been played for Haverford West County since. Yeah, all well, a bit solemn, really. Obviously, um, bigger picture is, is what's going on outside, but um, yeah, we're, we're all desperately missing Missing football. I think the, the boys are messaging Wolsey on a, on a daily basis asking when we're going back. Um, we're, all, we're all chomping at the bit, really, so you're all missing it. I think, particularly leaving, um, leaving the end of the year in such good form, mm. we're, we're just desperate to, to keep going. But yeah, no, we're, we are where we are. They're keeping, they're keeping fit, they're doing their runs, they're doing their exercises. Um, with regards to the academy, there's various uh, virtual Pilates and, and yoga and fitness sessions going on through the academy. and we're just trying to keep everyone, keep everyone engaged, keep everyone busy. First team, keeping everyone fit and motivated and ready to go back whenever we're allowed, really. Yeah, I've seen some of the, the stuff that's been going on behind the scenes. And, and you mentioned keeping the academy involved, keeping the first team fit. And, and that's all about not losing that community spirit and that team spirit that has clearly built up this season. And it's really challenging in these circumstances to, to try and maintain that, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm trying to think out the box. Obviously, there's a few people within the office, Mark Morrison particularly, um, who, who runs the academy. Um, yeah, we're just trying to come up with novel ideas. I mean, at this time, I think everyone needs as much as they can to look forward to and, and, and keep some sort of routine. And we don't want to just kind of repeat the same things over and over again. So, uh, yeah, we've engaged some local people. Um, obviously, S7 Fitness, who, uh, who's been a big part of the club for, for a number of years in various capacities um, and done some yeah, virtual yoga, Pilates, um, sort of treasure hunts around, around, around the town. Um, yeah, just just trying to keep everyone engaged and let them know that we're still we're still we're still doing our work and and trying to keep everyone motivated. And as a, the main thing is just to have something to look forward to on a mm. on a weekly basis because uh, things can get quite monotonous at the minute. Um, Abs- absolutely right. And and I know it's the it's the age old question. I'm sure you've been asked this many times when you anticipate some football returning. Um, I, I think you're you're thinking that the first team should be able to return to training fairly soon, but as, as COVID restrictions continue, it will obviously be in a, a COVID safe environment with a view that there might be some football played again in early March. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I think just looking at the timescales, I mean, the FAW have been very consistent that we will finish 32 games and there will be a Welsh Cup. Um, 
So uh, aside from obviously Nathaniel, Nathaniel Cup, if, if that continues as well. So there's there's so much football to be played in such a short period of time. And I think we have an early early to mid-June deadline for mm. the UA for purposes in terms of submitting qualifiers for Europe. Um, and just working back, really, if we're going to be playing 16 games in, in three months, we need to be starting as early in March as possible, really. Um, and then it's going to be it's going to be a packed schedule, two, three games every week, um, which I'm sure the players will enjoy. But from our point of view, obviously, there's there's inevitably going to be North Wales travel midweek and mm. uh, squad rotation. I mean, we're, we don't we're not blessed with a, with a huge squad as as many as many clubs are really. So um, I think there's going to be a few that are going to be put to the test in that front. But yeah, I think we're 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 looking at a or well, we're expecting an early to mid March restart although nothing's been confirmed and all depends on COVID rates and advice from the Welsh government. Um, in terms of training where we're looking to go back uh, early in February, um, obviously been consulting the doctor and, and medical team throughout just to, to get their views on to get their views on things. Um, and yeah we're, we're kind of preempting what could happen um, in terms of a restart. We just want to I think yeah they're just they're just absolutely desperate to, to get back together and, and, and start training. Plenty of logistics though, Rob, um, if you do make that return, you've already mentioned there, likely to be three games a week, plenty of travel. So I guess you're using this time just to, to try and work out what that looks like, because that will be challenging for the, the players and, and the management of the club, no doubt about it. Oh, definitely. It's, um, it's going to be full on. And I think after, after having a, a mini, a mini, uh, mini pre-season, it's probably as long as the actual pre-season generally is. I think we're, yeah, we're going to be looking at probably eight weeks off, six, six eight weeks off mm. before we actually get back to full training, which is quite a long time during during the season break, particularly after the delayed starts of the season as well. So I think that the players will will embrace it and and, and just get on with it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of lot of uh, player management needed. Obviously, the medical team are going to be vital to make sure the players are any knocks and scrapes and, and aches and bruises are all looked after. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be challenging. Obviously, arranging um, away games at, at short notice, we don't know when. So when when the season's going to be restarted, we're probably not going to have more than two or three weeks in terms of planning for the games and, and know who we're going to be playing. Um, and we know as through this season, they're going to be subject to change anyway if mm. there's any any cases or adverse weather during this time. So yeah, it's going to be we're going to have to uh, to be on top of our game from an administrative administrative point of view. The, the the coaches will be the coaches will be ready. I mean, they they know what they're doing. They've been through it's not through this before, but they've been through um, tough runs of games and and packing them in and, and last minute trips so yeah we'll all be ready for it but yes yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an intense few months for sure yeah absolutely well we hope we get the, f- the football back soon for, for west county no doubt about that uh, in terms of keeping the squad together we've been through a transfer window um that looking okay you, you've kept the, the bulk of the squad that was in good form before that christmas uh period started yeah no, we're very happy i mean with the players that we brought in earlier on in the season um they've all fit in really well and improved the squad so uh, yeah, there's, there's probably going to be be very little to be honest. We're, we're pretty happy with what we've got. Um, obviously, we're forward thinking to next season now already. Mm. Um, not not taking anything for granted that we're going to be a Premier League team, as we've said all along. But we're we're probably ahead of where we where we said we we would be and where we expected to be. But yeah, we we can't take anything for granted. And I think if we're if we're playing these two three games a week, I think it's going to be it's going to really really show the the character and fitness of the team to make sure that we can. We can stay up there, but no, we're, we're really happy with what we've got. So we've been in good form. I think ten points from the last five games we played in, mm. um, and take away a, a, a poor result up at Druids. We've done done very well, beating Barry and Aberystwyth at home. 
Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're happy with what we've got and the spirit's good and um, we've got decent numbers to hopefully see us through this intense period. But it's good to hear. And it sounds like off the pitch as well, um, work is continuing, which, which is good even in this difficult time. You've got a good bunch at the, at the Bridge Meadow keeping things ticking over. Yeah, they're brilliant. Um, we've got obviously some essential repairs going on around the ground as as needed. We're taking this time just to make sure we're we're looking good for when for when the cameras come back. Um, so yeah, there's there's bits and pieces happening. Obviously, the community side is 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 pretty difficult at the moment. So we've not been able to do as much as we would we would normally do. Um, the academy as well. We're, we're trying to keep as much much going as possible. Um, but yeah, no things are ticking over. Where yeah, we've got uh, as you said, we've got great people down there that. That are, that are doing what they need to do, what they need to do during this time, and uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be raring to go when we're allowed back in. Well, listen, let's hope we get some good news on that fairly soon, Rob. Thank you very much for for your time, and we will speak to you again soon on Pure West Radio. Hi, Tony. How's things at the Johnson Garden Centre? Ah, morning, Matt. We're fairly busy. Central shop sales of coal, flow gas, logs and hardware. How about all your garden products and crafts? Many customers check out our Facebook page and arrange safe delivery. When is Johnson Garden Centre open now? Until the end of lockdown, we are open Monday to Saturday from 10 till 2. Sunday from 10 till 12. We start delivering after we close every day, but check our Facebook page for updates. I believe you have an after-hour flow gas service as well. Yes, when the shop is shut, you can call to arrange collection before 8 o'clock or place an order for the next working day. Visit Johnson Garden Centre or give us a call on 07891 675 080. We've got so much to offer. <laughs> Witness the evil power of Bedhead. No! My hair! Won't anyone help me? Stop right there, Bedhead! Your reign of hair meddling terror is over. Freestyle, my old nemesis. You can't stop me, boyo! Guess again! Eat laser! No! I'll get you next time, Freestyle! Oh, thank you! No problem! When it comes to Bedhead, you just got a freestyle! For wicked trims, call Freestyle Barbers, Portfield Haverford West on 078 Oh, Farm ice cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, Coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. Pure West
Pure West Radio for Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to Pure West Sports. Every Saturday between 8 and 9 and on a Monday evening between 7 and 9pm as well. You can join us and we feature the very best of the latest Pembrokeshire sports news and loads of different guests. All of the videos from interviews we've done over the last few weeks are on the Facebook page. You can see our chat with Steve Wilkins, the uh, DCI who led Operation Ottawa that was featured on the Pembrokeshire Murders on ITV. He joined us a couple of weeks ago to talk about his links with Pembrokeshire Sport. And you can see loads more of our interviews. Just have a look at the Pure West Facebook page. We're going to talk football now, though, with Fraser Watson. Swansea City back in action today against Rotherham. Let's talk about that and also look back on their game during the week against Brentford. Morning, Fraser. How are you? Morning, Ben. Not so bad. Uh, we'll look ahead to the Rotherham game coming up at three o'clock today in just a few moments. You were at the Liberty, though, on Wednesday, a 1-1 draw against a decent Brentford side, which actually in the circumstances wasn't a, a bad result, was it, for Swansea? No, in the end, it was an excellent point, Ben. It was one we went back to the wall display. You have to say Brentford came with a better side. Swansea were very standoffish in the opening half an hour. It was quite surprising. They let Brentford dictate the pace and, and the tempo and everything, and they really should have been ahead before they were. Um, but in the end, the Carl Norton red card and with 10 men and for Connor Hewer and to score was essentially a cross Swansea's only attempt on target and come away with a 1-1 draw. I think in the end, Steve Cooper would have been delighted. Connor Hurain on the score sheet. Uh, Fraser, uh, reading your tweets, you're, you're impressed with his impact so far. He's had a great start, Ben. He only came into the club, of course, last week, actually, or week before, and made a pretty rushed debut against Nottingham Forest. Right from the first minute there, the free kick out wide, and he, and he put in a, deliberate, uh, a delivery, which had everyone taking note. And, and the same was applied... Um, Played on, on Wednesday night. He's a player with Premiership quality, Premiership mm. experience, and the set piece deliveries alone are already making a difference. And, um, and yeah, he, he could be a real coup. He could be an important player for Swansea between now and May. 
it remains tight in the championship. Obviously, with Kyle Norton sending off, probably Steve Cooper would have been happy with a point in the end. But Swansea are two points above Brentford, who are who are in fourth. So today's game at Rotherham is important. And Rotherham themselves had a really good win at Middlesbrough in the week. So this isn't going to be easy today, is it? Yeah, that's why that equaliser the other night was so important. Ben actually took Swansea back above Watford and goal difference into second place. It's big psychologically. Brentford are there on fourth, though, still just two points behind with a game in hand. So, you know, psychologically, you wouldn't have wanted them to have got ahead of Swansea and still have that game in hand. But now, now Rotherham, they're all big games in championship. But here's another real banana screen. You know, you'd asked me this a couple of days ago, Rotherham down in 22nd in the table, battling relegation. They then went to Middlesbrough on Wednesday night and won 3-0. Middlesbrough mm. are currently in seventh. So that, that's that's the nature of it. Games are coming thick and fast. And, and furthermore, not just, it's obviously a big game in its own right. The following Friday, Norwich City, the runaway leaders mm. come to the Liberty as well. So it's a huge week in store, followed by this small matter of Manchester City on the Wednesday at the Liberty as well. So it's, it's yet again, we say it so often, it's a critical time. And that, that Kyle Norton sending off will have annoyed Steve Cooper because one less player available today. Yeah. Um, he's going to have to look to make a change there. But he does have defensive reinforcements and reinforcements. And, and that was another thing that showed on Wednesday. Swansea's defensive rearguards, when needed this season, have been critical. You know, they've, mm. they've been so shored up at the back there. Mark UAE, Ben Cabango, both outstanding again. So while it is annoyance, Norton suspension, he does have the players to bring in. And of course, we're on Jordan Morris as well, the, the new signing from Seattle. He was on the bench, didn't get on on Wednesday. We'll see if he gets some game time today as well, because we're all intrigued to see his impact too. Uh, a word for Liam Cullum as well, actually. Um, Liam was on our show on Monday yes. and he's signed a new contract, hasn't he? Which is exciting news and, and well-deserved, I think, for a good a good first part of the season. A couple of goals in the Cup against Forest as well. Yeah, it, it's been a curious scene career so far for Liam Cullen Ben because he's been in and around the first team for what seems like so long now. He's only actually 21. But, um, I think I'm going back, if I'm right at the top of my head, it was August 2019 when I watched him make his debut as a substitute against Crystal Palace in the League Cup and, and regular appearance then haven't really materialised. But the fact that the club have just given him a new contract now, I refuse to send him out on loan, you know, shows they, they see him as part of the the first team squad and view him as integral to the future. So, you know, he may have to stay patient. You know, obviously Jamal Lowe and Andre IU are going to be the strike force for the majority of the league games. He's got Jordan Morris, who we just mentioned, who's got to compete with as well. So, you know, but it is good news for him. It's a sign the club have got faith with him. And, and we all hope, of course, we do that he can push on from those two goals he scored against Forest on Saturday. He does currently have a knock, I'm sure if he'll be involved at all this afternoon. But, you know, at least now he, he has shown his credentials when given the chances. That's good. Well done, Liam Cullen. You can actually watch the video of his uh, interview with us on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. Uh, Fraser's going to stay with us because uh, Welsh football said goodbye to an absolute legend who announced his retirement this week. And we'll talk to Fraser all about Ashley Williams next on Pure West Sport. Stay awake when I'm asleep 
Cause everything is never as it seems Cause I get a thousand hugs From ten thousand lightning bugs As they tried to teach me Choose. I 
Saturday morning on Pure West Radio, Owl City and Fireflies. Not heard that for ages. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport and it's really good to have your company this Saturday morning as well. Always good to talk sport at the start of a Pembrokeshire weekend. And we're in the company of Fraser Watson right now. And Fraser, you may have seen on Twitter commenting this week about the news that former Wales captain Ashley Williams, very quietly actually, announced his retirement from the game this week. That was confirmed. So Fraser, how will you remember Ashley Williams as a player? As an immensely underrated player, Ben, except by those who he led. You know, um, I think you just summed it up quite well there. It was an understated exit and in a way that was quite fitting for a man who went under the radar for so long. Ashley Williams was immense for Swansea City, Ben. You know, he, he... he joined when the club was still in League One. As the as the team grew in stature, he grew with them. And by the time he came to the Premiership, he was always tagged with this, almost tagged with this notion of being a limited and yet physical defender who was aggressive and who would shout a lot and who would mix it with opponents. He was far more than that. You know, he was a footballer. He flourished under Brendan Rodgers and Mike, later Michael Laudrup in terms of playing it out from the back. And he had these pinpoint diagonal passes, which were so critical to the likes of Wayne Routledge, Nathan Dyer of, of excelling and pushing on at Swansea. And he was so key to how he played and his reading of the game and his timing. He became a top-notch Premiership defender. And I think the big irony of Ashley Williams' career, he was underrated during his prime. And it was only when it was almost too late that a big club in Everton came in for him with that, with that £12 million in deal. And it, he never really hit the heights that he ever hit at Swansea City after that move. But, you know, and we talk in terms of international football as well, you know, 86 cap for Wales, 50-odd of them as captain. And and I always remember the performance, not at Euro 2016, but in the build-up to Euro 2016, the the home win over Belgium, 1-0 win at the Cardiff City Stadium, was lucky enough to be there that night. Wales came through a Gareth Bale goal under extreme pressure over the 90 minutes. And I've been watching Welsh football. I've not going to say been lucky enough to go. Lucky hasn't always been the word. But I have been going for nigh on 20-odd years watching them live. I have never seen a Welsh defender perform as well as he did that night. Mm. You know, he was colossal. And then he went and he led the side into Euro mm. 2016 as well. You know, And I think the more ignorant, perhaps, football followers will put his career down as somewhat just your mediocre run-of-the-mill Premiership centre-back. But anyone who followed him closely would know he was far, far more than that. And, and long-term, he will be an immense loss to Wales. There's no doubt about it. And if you, if you focus on the Euro 2016 campaign, no, no doubt the pinnacle 
of his time with Wales and, and as the captain of that squad and as a leader on the pitch, how, how important was he to what Chris Coleman did with that Wales side getting to the semi-final? How, how crucial would you say Williams was as his on-field leader? I, I think he was the rock on which the foundation was built, Ben, in all honesty. His his performances in the build-up, as we just noted, to Euro 2016, when Wales under pressure were colossal. And he, he was an organiser. You know, he was an organiser. He wasn't just... There was a lot of images of him eyeballing and shouting and screaming and a lot of it. He was a real organiser. He was always instructing players. He wasn't afraid to give it to him when, when you know, things weren't going well either. And it was almost inconceivable, when you think back to Euro 2016, to imagine Wales without him at the back he was such a fan and ironically in your defense, one, one thing he perhaps didn't have to his game for a defender was, was many goals and yet he did have one of his only two for Wales in 86 caps in that, that famous quarter final against Belgium the header the famous scenes of him running off to the sideline and celebrating but he, he was a leader amongst men I, I would go as far to say he was as imperative to that Chris Coleman reign as, as mm. Gareth Bale or anybody else was and he'll be missed and the future, could you see him being a manager? He, he certainly got the characteristics, you, you feel, to actually go into that side of the game if, if he wanted to. I mean, players going into management has been a mixed bag over the years, so you can never guarantee success with it, can you? You know, But um, that, apparently that is very much his intention now. He did turn down further offers of playing uh, to do his coaching badges. He is looking at a role in, in that department. So if he does go into that, area i wish him every success you know i wouldn't like to be in the change room if you made a mistake or if you if you had if you had shown much commitment i'll be honest but you know he certainly got the experience and the background to go into it yeah absolutely right uh, a true legend of the game and, and fraser's uh, talked all about him on, on twitter this week so uh, we send best wishes to ashley williams fraser thank you good luck to swansea today three o'clock kickoff enjoy your weekend and we will see you monday evening seven till nine yep we look right forward here. to monday thank you ben well, thank you very much, Fraser, and thanks to all of our guests this morning on Pure West Sport and to you for listening. It's been a really busy show. We will be back Monday evening between 7 and 9. Keep it right here on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. No new cases of coronavirus have been recorded in Ceredigion according to Public Health Wales figures on Friday, January 29th. In the three counties of the Huelva Health Board area, a total of 69 cases are included in the latest figures. That's 42 in Carmarthenshire and 27 in Pembrokeshire. In Wales, 546 new cases have been confirmed and 29 new suspected COVID-19 deaths have also been reported by Public Health Wales. The total number of cases in Wales is now 190,940, with 4,695 deaths. 